Welcome back, everyone. You're here with myself, Joseph Devlin. And Lisa Hughes. And you are listening to the third episode of Series 2. And we are... It's actually the fourth episode, Joseph, oh, but don't, sorry. don't let me interfere. Sorry, we, <laughs> this is the fourth episode. This is the fourth episode of uh, Series 10. <laughs> Uh, if, well, if, it does feel my, a if, bit like if if, if 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 my maths is correct. <laughs> yeah, it does feel a bit like Blur's Day in Jalamba. So we let you away with not knowing what what episode number it is. Thank you for letting me off the hook. We, we're, we're really very, excited. Very very excited today to be uh, welcoming a good friend of mine, Alex Ray, who I know from the Body and Soul Festival. We've presented together and we've chatted together beside fires. And we have uh, drunk many glasses of wine together and talked at length about spirituality and about how this can work in the modern day. And we're very, very, very uh, grateful to have Alex here today to share our wisdom. Alex, it is great to have you with us. Thank you so much for the invitation, Lisa, uh, my good friend that I haven't seen you physically in a long time. Nice to be here Too with you. Too long time. Great to be here with you. Alex, yeah. we... Sorry. So, Alex, we, we have this kind of series going at the moment where we're here we are in lockdown number 246, according to Joseph's maps. <laughs> um, and we've really been trying to help our listeners to kind of find tools um, and things that they can use to help to sustain and nourish them throughout this time and really kind of keep us all a bit sane, I suppose. And Joseph has told me amazing stories of all of the ancient wisdom that you are trained in and have access to. And, and I can only imagine the length of those conversations, particularly with Devlin with the wine, a glass of wine in his hand beside a fire. And so I'm fascinated because I know very little about shamanism. And um, and I suppose if I'm really honest, if I, if I think about it, I kind of think about kind of voodoo and magic and stuff because I, I have no idea. But I'm reliably informed by Mr. Devlin that, that is, it is, hugely useful and practical and helpful in our modern day times and god knows we need that more than anything so i would love for you to tell us a little bit more about it for sure thank you so much lisa um from my experience um not all the time and be, have been interested in shamanism to be honest uh even though i was born in colombia and I tried uh, plant medicines when I was a teenager. And my father, he was a medicine person, what is considered in the Western world a shaman. Uh, for us, it's called a medicine person, medicine man, medicine woman. Um, because shaman, shaman is a, a word that originates uh, in the Tungus tribe in Siberia. Uh, throughout the time and the development of shamanism, people uh, took that word shaman for many, uh, qualified many other things. Um, but Germanism uh, is a very long, uh, in another way for me to explain, is a he ancient healing tradition that exists in many Aboriginal cultures, indigenous uh, communities that have been through, uh, through the history uh, facing many issues with the development of the of this society. Um, in other words, it's a way for us to be connected with us, within us, 
and the nature of the things around us. So instead of us uh, putting uh, our beliefs uh, in altars and statues, uh, we start to believe in ourselves, in our potential, in our power. So it's it's all it's all about to create empowerment individuals connected with the environment. Mm. So that's another word what the shamanism is. Mm. So it's not a religion thing, it's just a way of thinking. Mm. And along my experiences, uh, because I feel grateful for the experiences that I have, I've been sharing with many indigenous communities in the Amazon rainforest and, um, and also with the native Canadians in America, Canada. And I spent quite a good time in, in near Toronto uh, with them. And two years ago, I spent a few months with the indigenous communities in Siberia and Russia. And also in the way back from Russia, I spent some time with the Samis in the north of Sweden. So there is another indigenous community, mm. very powerful. Mm. So that's, you know, to answer in a very few words, that's shamanism. <laughs> that's fascinating. That's very I mean, I didn't think about shamanism in Sweden and in Russia at all, those ind- indigenous kind of um, tribes. Yes. Did you know uh, this, Joseph? I, I had a bit of an awareness around this, and, and I, I, I think it's interesting because in my head, shamanism sometimes I think of happen- things that happen in a, in a jungle and things yes, that happen in a, in a tropical environment, if you like. And 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 this is great for me to, to hear Alex talking about the commonality of this medicine man and woman and people being part of all indigenous tribes and going back through his, throughout history. And, and of course, Ireland has this tradition. You know, Ireland had, mm. had, had druids and druidesses, and this yes. is very, very much here. And, and I'm, interested, I'm interested in your experience because you, you, you've lived – in Ireland for for quite a while, kind of, or, or be, be being based at various various times here in Ireland. Yes, I've been there now for more than twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested in this kind of theme of 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 what might be common throughout these threads and common to the Irish tradition, because you because you know something about that as well, don't you? Yes, for sure. Um, I feel also fortunate that I have met in these experiences uh, in Ireland with the uh, people who have been working to await this Celtic shamanism. Um, it's so rich. And one of my favorite authors, and that I often, it's like a, my, a, the book that I also always have um, by my hand, mm. is John O'Donoghue mm-hmm. and Anantara. And for me, I found lots of similarity between that wisdom, the Celtic wisdom, especially with the Anantara, and many other indigenous communities and cosmovision, because it's another term, cosmovision or world vision, and as how different uh, cultures of, moreover, in this case, communities, indigenous communities, see the world and the creation of the world. Things can change as a language, dialects, um, words, but the idea is the same. Mm. So uh, that's what is as it has been a main for me uh, in the journey that I have been. I think for 15 years now, 
to find all those similarities because the idea from Tibet to Russia, the rainforest indigenous communities is the same. Is the connection is the empowerment, mm-hmm. and this is precisely the issues of the modern age mm-hmm. are we are suffering the disconnection. Mm-hmm. We are, mm-hmm. you know, we are well connected to devices that allow us to be connected in between brackets with the world, but disconnect from us, you know? So we are living this age that I consider the age of the glass. Everything is through a glass, mobile phones, computers. And we are facing the disconnection of thoughts and emotions and feelings because it's not common for us like uh, to go to the garden and I'm sure many people do but to go and have a, a walk barefoot in the garden and on the beach and to feel this connection with the earth uh, and that's when one of the principal uh ideas of embodiment um, because I am a dance teacher and I've been also using dance movement as a uh, aid to help people to understand their emotions. So using or creating those practices, it does fire uh, new connections in the brain and us and how us we perceive the world. So it sounds like it's a real embodiment type of practice. Yes, indeed. Um, In the society that we are living, uh, um, by cultural different uh, upbringings, the society and religions call people to hide, not to say anything, just to go on. Um, But that's when precisely the traumas are created because the voices are not here and the feelings and emotions are stuck in the body. Yeah, I was fascinated when you were talking about this. Um, We were just having a little bit of a chat before we came on. And Alex was talking about this, how, you know, singing opens your throat chakra and the drumming and, and, you know, the use of the body to to get ourselves, like, as you said, back and connected to ourselves out of our heads and, and into this kind of whole system that we have. You should tell us a little bit more about that. Don't don't ask me to sing, because that will not go well. <laughs> but give us the general uh, kind of uh, kind of kind of gist of that. That's so interesting. It believes and it has been demonstrated that all of us we can sing and all of us we have our voice, our power. But we have in our heads the judgments given by experiences and given by cultural differences. But purely us, as we are light, there is no judgment. Only all of us, we can shine bright to others. So throughout the empowerment, working with the voice and with the movement, we create more awareness and our outer energy and outer fields. And this is precisely how the interconnection comes along. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the drumming workshops that you, because you were talking, saying that you have lots yes. of people that you taught to make drums in Ireland. Thank you. 
So uh, the idea of the drone workshop making, it came because uh, one of my experiences that I had in the jungle years, years ago, but maybe eight years ago, I was in a sharing with a community and they um, they were just some people were making a drone from a dry height thing that was just underground in the forest. They didn't kill for that purpose. And then they, it was so simple to see them um, taking a frame. In this case, they took a, a trunk, a tree mm-hmm. that it was dry, mm-hmm. and they carved perfectly the trunk and quickly mm-hmm. the frame. And they 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 do some process with the skin and they put it on and they start beating the, 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 the structure. Mm-hmm. And then they start singing and dancing. Mm. And that simplicity, it just touched me from that mm. moment. Mm-hmm. Because in my anthropological research and all, all those indigenous communities that I have been uh, living with, and all of them share the same principle. They don't speak maybe the same language, the same dialect, but music and sound mm. is international. Mm. Yeah. So no matter how you work, you know, where you can from, mm. you can understand, you can express through music and mm-hmm. through rhythm, mm-hmm. through those basic rhythms, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how you feel. And also it has been a tool to pass on through generations, knowledge and songs mm. that are they were created like a healing song for children, for mm. comforting, for celebrations, for funerals. Mm. So it, it's very vast to uh, that knowledge that it has is created from a drum. Mm. So I, I took ownership uh, of this creation of this drum since then. And I've been developing and I've been sharing with other indigenous communities the way that they make the drum until I found a very good people who I get the skins from and this organic farm where I get the skins from. And I also improved myself along the way, how to create the frames. Uh, it has been a learning process. So about five, five years ago, I, I, I started in Ireland, my first drone workshop, it was in Cork. And since then, I've been uh, offering these sacred spaces and nationwide in Ireland. And I've been twice abroad. And now that I am in between Tenerife uh, and Ireland, I will be doing this drone workshop here in Tenerife. Um, it's a daytime workshop. It's uh, it's an experience, and how people got, as I explained before, how people uh, get in touch with the structure, with the fabrics, with the mm. cord. Uh, because not so many people nowadays, uh, you know, have the chance to work with the hands, with the mm. fingertips. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as before, our ancestors being more thought to function with the whole body all the time, even to use your toes for, for many things, but we don't. Mm. So once we fire these neural connections using the fingertips, it creates a wideness, as I say, in the body. Mm. And throughout this waving process, when I work, I work with goats and cows and skins and buffaloes. And all of them, they have different structures and different feelings. Um, but mainly, it's a very, it's, it's a laborious, a laborious task 
you know, to pull the string all the way. Mm. And sometimes you get you get blisters. That's normal, you know. Mm. Uh, but not so many people are, you know, get used to this. Mm. And that's that's the challenge, you know. But once you've heard, in my word, if you've heard your own shamanic drum, it's a spiritual tool that you can use for your own purpose, for your meditations, for healing for others. Even so many people that have been coming to my workshops, they have children with disabilities and they found through this basic instrument how to communicate with their children because the children maybe will not have the same capabilities of expression that we have, mm. but they have others. Mm. So through, through the drone, they found a way. Mm. So it's, it's very magic to, to experience and to have one, you know. Mm. And just final, final this topic, it's well related to Ireland because in Ireland you have your one of the main instruments in your culture that is, it's, it's, you know, it's part of the heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it, 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 the same principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and just for the for the listeners uh, at home who maybe can't see what Alex is holding, he's holding something which is very similar to a bowron. And, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm pronouncing that correctly, Lisa. I think a a, a a bowron drum. So one that's one that's traditionally kind of played by your um your your your, your traditional music uh, kind of performers here in Ireland. Um, the, the guys from like like Christy Moore, I think, plays it plays a bell on this kind of round. You were doing so uh, well until you tried to go into Christy Moore. Is it, is it Christy Moore? Am I thinking they, of? Or, they'll, or? they'll know. They'll know what a bell on is. If, okay, they know what a bell It's just it's like it's it, it's in your blood. I, yeah. I'm just really fascinated by this this piece of. Like I like I grew up with the Baron, so and knowing what a Baron was, so that's why I can recognize the thing that that Alex has in his hand. But what's fascinating me is is so you have these drum making workshops, and that there's it's almost like occupational therapy of making the drum, and yeah. that you're saying that that creates kind of connection to ourselves and opens up neuro, new neural pathways in the brain. Then when yes. we have it, it's this healing instrument that we can use to communicate with others. And that it also facilitates this kind of singing and dancing um, bit that helps us to get reconnected with ourselves. And that all sounds amazing, except for the fact that um, Catholic oppression and repression <laughs> and guilt has made me go, ooh, to all of those things. Yeah. It's so interesting that we've, we, like you say, it's not just glasses and glass and screens and all of those things. It's disconnect us from these yeah, things yeah. it's also our own western judgment yeah. of kind of what's yeah. what's cool and what's yeah. not you know yeah. that that keep us away from these these tools that can actually heal us and mm-hmm. reconnect us and mm-hmm. sustain us through these times mm-hmm. and they are so simple mm-hmm. the simplicity is the key yeah and um in these long workshops people uh, as i say go through different phases um but sometimes in our wake, different uh, traumas, and sometimes people are not aware of it. And sometimes people are starting to get emotional from people, you know, and um, that's why it's important and is as high responsibility for me when I hold these uh, workshops because is mm, I don't take lightly all the. Uh, awareness of the emotions that the people are going through. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like a bit of a journey. Sounds like some stuff can come up for people when they're 
working with their fingers, working with the the, the wood and with the skin. Like yes, sorry, the, yeah, yeah, the skin of the, the their own skin and the skin of of the the drum. Yeah, very very well said. Yeah, exactly. And and also, um, and every uh, workshop or ceremony that I do, I order also. I say I ask permission to the spirits of the faith. I clear. I ask permission to the spirit guides of everyone who is attending the workshop. Mm. Because uh, that's something that we uh, forget in this modern world, and we take everything as a granted, and we don't acknowledge and respect the spaces that we are and whatever happened there in the past, and also to bring the power of our ancestors into whatever we do nowadays. I'm I'm fascinated by this, Alex. I'm fascinated by. The, the modern day people, we, we, we live in a, in a concrete jungle. And I'm fascinated by how this can, um, these ancient practices, how this can, can be applied in, in, in our modern day times. Um, I, I, I think this is um, really, really relevant. Would you, do, do, you, do you have any, any nuggets of wisdom for us and our listeners? I think uh, seeing people uh, coming into those workshops mm. and seeing them how they transform the communication within mm. and communication with others is the best that I've been seeing uh, coming out of this type of activity that I've been developing along the way myself. Mm. Um, and it's something very important to, to, to say to everyone that you don't have to be a musician, you don't have to be a singer, you don't have to be the best staff person. Everybody can do it. And I had in my workshops, and I, I just remember coming, the, the memory came to me, mothers with the children. Mm-hmm. And last time a couple came over, I think were in the early 70s, and they came. And so it's applied to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I had people from, you know, maybe 15 until, as I say, maybe 70. So it's applied to everyone and everyone has their own space and, and, and their own time to do it. Mm-hmm. But once they found it, they realized it was always there, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in this case in Ireland with your instrument, Byron. Um, but it's very similar instrument. It's very similar approach. However, this is even better because you get to make your own one. Mm-hmm. So all this process and memories that you have, you, you create along the workshop, stay with you. All these blisters that you might have in your hands, you will remember. Why? You will remember because it's also mindfulness. It's mm-hmm. all the mindfulness that people are telling uh, nowadays. But this is just simply like that, you know, because your, your mind is focused on one thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's not that easy for many people nowadays to be uh, to have one thought, one thought at a time. So, Alex, it, it, I mean, the, the drumming, drum making workshop sounds amazing. If I'm someone who right now is in the middle of lockdown and every day feels like Groundhog Day and it's the same thing over and over again, and I'm stuck on Zoom for you know six, seven, eight hours a day, and I want to reconnect with my body and plug into this kind of ancient wisdom and this, you know, our ancestors the wisdom of our ancestors and really 
become embodied as a way to support myself through this this time. What are the kinds of things that you su- could suggest that people could do in their own homes, in in the moment when they're feeling like, you know, I would For really sure. love to access some of that. Yeah. So uh, I have to say, I am developing an online course uh, in of this filmmaking. Obviously, it will not be exactly the same, but I am developing a guide through with videos and explanations, uh, anthropologic view of this drumming, and it will be accessible for everyone. And just what I will do is to send the materials to people and people will make their drum in their own homes. That's just one idea. In regards to your question, many of us face with many energies around us and we are these magnet. So we have to, sometimes it's okay that sometimes we don't feel as 100% vitality every day. So one of my best practices that I, that I do when I feel in that way is to take my, sh- take my shoes off. First of all, I often wear food at my home, to be honest. Um, I left the food. I kind of, this is kind of not the uh, tradition, but I always left the shoes and the entrance, and I always have walked barefoot. First thing is just to take your shoes off, get a touch with the ground, with the carpet, whatever top, you know, surface that you have. If you have a garden, even better. But we don't have, not everyone has a garden. So, Another thing is to, for many people, as, as we hear constantly nowadays, the meditation and those practices, it's very hard to understand what it's about. So my advice, barefoot and play a, a music that reminds you of your childhood, a song, a song that is connected to a memory that you've been having fun and you're 10 years old, playing with your mates, something like that. And for me, and I have to say, um, one of the songs that it just brought me back to my childhood is, it was a TV show uh, comics. It was a Thundercat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's simple as that. And I, I, when I listen to Thundercats, I just feel 10 years old back again. I swear to God, if you could see Alex's face, it's hilarious. He looks about 10 years old. He's like, oh my God. I totally get that. So all of us, we have a connection. We Mm. have a memory. We have a song. Uh, My sister, I remember, she used to get crazy when she listened Wonder Woman intro, you know, from the the original, the the original series, you know. Yeah, Linda Carter, yeah. Linda Carter, yes. So that's that's the thing, you know, and that connection, that neuropath that is created Mm. in our brain, it, it has the capability to just completely take ourselves to whatever mm-hmm. situation we are having in the mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. and connect. And it's something very important to say with our inner child. Mm. And this is another long topic because I mm. do have another workshop is mm. waking in the inner child. Mm. And this is all more practices that I recommended people and this is another workshop that is the whole day. Sometimes I do a whole weekend mm. awakening your inner child. 
And yes, that's the answer. So I'm, I'm taking my shoes off. I'm preparing food. I'm dancing around to Wonder Woman in the kitchen. Is this, yes. Should I should I be singing along with it as well, Alex? With yes. I'm clearing, clearing my throat chakra. Of course. And yes. then I'll go, it may, it may all go wildly wrong with the neighbors. And me, like I said, me singing now. That's an interesting uh, uh, prospect, but it, it's I can see now because Joseph is one of uh, would I would often like I remember meeting you for a walk up in Rathfarnham, Joseph, yeah. and and I came across and you're sitting underneath a tree with your shoes off, and I was like, "He's such a weirdo." <laughs> <laughs> clearly, you have picked up some of Alex's tips along the way. And if you are, if you are more brave, you can just start. You know, put some drumming bass music and just start bouncing your body and shake it off. And that would be the best. I could do that. I could do like a Taylor Swift, just shake it off. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. My kids, yeah. My kids are always giving out to me about playing Taylor Swift. So that, I could just tell them that actually it's a shamanic practice. I would really freak them out. Yeah. Dear. I, I, I love this idea that, that we are able to connect through music to the past. Mm. Like this is something to me there when, when you Dirk, told your story about the Thundercats yeah. and, and um, your sister having Wonder Woman. Like this I think is a really, like this is a little bit of the magic which through modern day, like I, I, I don't know, you guys um, have probably heard of Spotify. Right, you you guys yes. use Spotify. So I yes. use Spotify. So any any track, as long as Spotify has the rights to it, that we can dream of, we can go to that and we can put that on, and that can bring us back to the you know first time yeah. that we've that we've um, we've experienced that. That to me is really 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 powerful. That we can bring ourselves back to the to the time when those um, when those connections in our brain were laid down. And what I, 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 I love from this bit of wisdom here, Alex, is that to me taps into the joy that was there at that time. And yes. that's, I think, because that's really cool. Because back in that time, special. we didn't have judgments. Yeah. So beautiful. We didn't have judgments. Mm-hmm. We didn't have worries. We didn't mm-hmm. have many things. That baggage that yeah. we accumulate in life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, the worrying that people maybe are going are gonna to see you. And 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 maybe judge us for how we are moving, how we're dancing. This is why almost uh, uh, I think being able to dance in our living room or in our bedroom or in the in the in the bathroom. Uh, who, who, who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't yes. matter. Like you're not being witnessed. You're you're totally there with your own space and and um, doing that and being free to be able to do that. I, I think that's really cool. That's that's great. I'm really glad you've touched on this. Because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of embodiment movement and embodiment dance, and I think this is a very very special uh, modality. And and if we if we give ourselves permission, this is really available for anybody as, as long as you have you know a space and you you have you have a uh, ability to, to play music on your sound system. This I think is is um, is is really simple and really beautiful. And I have done few lately with these uh, yeah. um, restrictions. I have done a few workshops, you know, on the camera and I play yeah. some music and I guide yes. the journey. Yes. And it's so powerful. It's so beautiful. Obviously, I miss to have people close to me, but mm. um, but it's it's okay, you know. Yeah. It's something that you feel the encouragement, you know, when yeah. you're looking at people even yeah. the camera to, to do those type of practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. You share the energy. Mm, yes. So back to that uh, connection with the inner child. I had I had done uh, uh, workshops in Portugal about two years ago, and that was beautiful because through all these simple practices. Again, people were, you know, more aware about emotions and people start connecting with the patterns and uh, it creates just a full time of, mm. of mm. You know, memories coming through. It's very sacred to me. And I think the interesting thing to come back to what Joseph was talking about, this connection to the joys, it doesn't necessarily have to be, maybe your childhood wasn't a hugely happy time, you know, maybe it isn't where you want to go to, but you can find a time in your life that where you were really joyous. And as you say, Alex, where you're free from judgment and you Mm. felt like you could really be yourself. And what's the soundtrack that was at that point in your life and reconnecting in with that energy. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't need to be, you know, I think that one of the interesting things is there's the poem by David White where he talks about take the first step, don't take the second or the third. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is kind of a bit, a little bit like inner child work, that's a bit Mm -hmm. off there, just reconnecting with the time when you felt that you were really yourself, like, and Mm -hmm. there was real joy in your Mm -hmm. life and, and, as I said, no judgments around mm. who you are and how you were showing up and, mm. and find the musical connection into that and, and then mm. bring that yeah. through your body. Okay. I'm just looking at, at the time here. We've already kind of rocked on a huge amount of stuff that well, I don't know where the time went to be honest with you. But like, is, is there anything that we, we, we should have asked you about, Alex, that we didn't? Is there anywhere you'd, you'd like to go or, or, or something you'd like to share with us? Uh, for sure, I am um, passionate about the ancestral medicine. Uh, yeah. Something that I've been practicing for maybe the same 15 years. Um, and also the point of view from the Western, from the post-Western point of view and this colonization of the plant medicines that nowadays uh, it becomes like a trend. So mm-hmm. you may heard ayahuasca, San Pedro ceremonies mm-hmm. and Yobububu ceremonies in many countries. And um, my approach um, to this is like uh, they are great, great helpers. Uh, they are gate openers for people when they are done in a most sacred and ethical way. Mm-hmm. So something so that I very important. Something that I've been working in the last years is to educate people about it. So when I do hold spiritual retreats uh, in many countries, um, I teach people, you know, the elements that should be in place in any shamanic healing, plant medicine ceremony uh, for them to recognize because uh, I, my mind is because I've been away from South America for a long time, more than half of my life abroad. So I, my mind is in this point where, and Western mind needs more explanation, uh, needs more reason for why. And then sometimes in, in the indigenous communities, they don't explain anything because it's natural for them. Mm-hmm. So that's one important point here is the ethical and sacredness uh, not recreative at all of these ceremonies um, and the importance of the of it, you know, and the evolution uh, through the history, uh, because the plant medicines been here before us. You see, mm. centuries of knowledge. 
Mm. Um, so I like to also work in, with the mind and the plant medicines. I graduated from psychology just a year ago. And so I like to work with the uh, neuroplasticity, epigenetics, the function of the brain, but all in the chemical way. Um, but also with the mysticism of the shamanism and all these ancient practices. Mm. That is in the end all connected. Sounds like there's lots and lots more to explore there. So uh, lots of tools. Where can we find you, Alex? Where, where can, if people want to know more about you, where would they, they find Thank you? Thank you. Thank you so much. For a long time, I have no website and all my work and ceremonies and workshops were word to mouth. And it was beautiful. But I set up a website and I'm still working on it, but it's discoveryourheart.net. And it, it's a so that's to discover your heart on it. D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-Y-O-U-R-H-E-R-H-E-A-R-T.net. Discoveryourheart.net. And yes, and my Instagram also is discoveryourheartnow. That's my okay. That's my user. And I do have also some YouTube channel that I started to love interviews with elders in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my my um, my dream is to be just I'm um, living the dream to become the bridge between this ancestral knowledge and the Western world. Mm-hmm. So I try to go, I, I've been compiling this knowledge and I'm writing a book about this humanism for modern age. And also I'm writing another, uh, you know, small book about a genetic practices for incubation after healing uh, ceremonies. That is something very important, the integration that is what comes after the, when the person comes to experience such a magic medicine. Mm-hmm. That's very important. So I've been working with uh, MAPS, that is an organization in America. Yeah. And I am a member of different psychedelic societies in different countries. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to educate myself and also be, uh, again, this bridge between this knowledge and um thought that's very important in my work. So yes, the discoveryourheart.net and my Instagram discover your heart now. And um yeah, so, so it's just is discover your heart is discover your heart now probably the easiest place to be able to connect with you on, on Instagram, yeah. Instagram, yeah, discover your heart now. That's the yeah. one. And I post okay. all the time uh, value content of all related with shamanism, indigenous mm-hmm. communities all over the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brilliant. Because that's where so that's where you're Thank interested you. in in dancing and ceremony and, and singing, then that that's the best place to get to you. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And also another project that I do is I like to uh, contribute it's like a payback to these indigenous communities. So I work mainly with circles of women in these indigenous communities, women leaders of their communities. So I get different uh, necklaces and bracelets and uh, shamanic tools from them uh, because it's a way for me to contribute and to keep alive all these ancestral mm-hmm. crafts and wisdom, you know, and moreover, again, helping 
women leader of these communities. Mm. Great. Wonderful work. Alex, thank, thank you, you for thank taking you. time out of your busy schedule to you. share your wisdom with us and to bring this bring the smile and to bring your uh, to bring your heart to us. Mm. Thank you for allowing us to be able to discover a little bit more of our hearts by seeing you shining brightly in your heart. This is beautiful to see, brother. And it's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.